A lot of it is hearsay and a lot of it is rumor. I personally do think there may be some pagan ties to it. There's a book called Pagan Christianity that came out about 15 years ago, and it was the same exact argument. The Armenian church still to this Armenian very day celebrates Christmas. This is my people. That's your people. That's my people. people. That's my people. Every time you get down on your knees and you either get a gift from the tree or put a gift under the tree, you're giving the tree. Bruce Lawn. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Tell me about Christmas. Tell me about Christmas. All right. Read the definition of epistemology. Epistemology, the theory of knowledge, especially with regard to its methods, validity, and scope. Epistemology is the investigation of what distinguishes justified belief from opinion. Is what distinguishes... Justified belief from opinion. I got a shocker for you guys. Not everyone that's on YouTube knows what they're talking about. Wait, 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 wait. Did you know that? (laughs) Did you know that? You need to understand that Proverbs says that the first person that comes and gives an argument sounds wise until someone else has an opportunity to present uh, an alternative case. You also have to figure out the source of what is a credible source versus an uncredible source. Yeah. You have to know how to get credible sources. Gotcha. Too many of you guys don't know how to critically think through what is a credible source and not. What is a scholar, peer-reviewed scholar, meaning there's other scholars tearing their work apart to make sure that it's adequate versus some guy that said something about some nonsense. Wow. Most of this stuff that you're hearing about Christmas is just nonsense. If you feel convicted that you don't want to celebrate Christmas because of the consumerism, like, respect. Yes. Respect. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you want to celebrate Christmas, you can. I'm going to go to my guy, Dayton, who recently got dismissed as not even being a Christian anymore. This man just condensed it all into one specific video, okay? All the research Mike Winger's done, all the research Mike from Inspiring Philosophy, things just... As you all know, it's the Christmas season, and along with the Christmas season comes the anti-Christmas crowd with their anti-Christmas arguments. Right now is a time when you'll see a bunch of posts from a bunch of people claiming that no real Christian should celebrate Christmas and they'll even share scripture and stories of pagan origins to back their Mm. claim. I saw the same thing going on last year, so I decided to make a video to rebuttal these lies and prove that they were using scripture out of context. And man, I did not expect that outcome. I did not expect to get the feedback that I got. I had people discredit my salvation, call me a wolf, a devil, and there's even this YouTuber with nearly 700,000 subscribers, and he made a video, and he talked about the wheat and the tear, and guess who was the tear in the video? To say, like, Christmas is a wisdom issue, you know, like, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. To say Christmas, you're, you're, you're not saved? Yeah. I started to question if I was right. I had to ask myself, did I do the proper research to even have an opinion on this matter or or am I just sharing my opinion? But you see, all those people that rebuked me and dude who made the video made me realize something. They made me realize that I said something wrong in this video. I was in error. This is what I said wrong. A lot of it is hearsay and a lot of it is rumor. I personally do think there may be some pagan ties to it. I said Christmas may have some pagan ties. And boy, was I wrong. Because as I have researched, 
I discovered Christmas is not tied to paganism whatsoever. There is no evidence for it. And we're going to get into it. I need this you to stick down. with me. I need you. This man said there's no <laughs> pagan influence. He said, I was really wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I said something yesterday I should not have yeah. said. And then the guy, the, the, the YouTuber is like, yeah, yep. tell me what it is. The funny thing is uh, Mike from Inspiring Philosophy has a video that says, even if it has uh, pagan connections, you know what the issue with that is? That's called the genetic fallacy. Just because something has questionable origins, started there. Doesn't that mean, doesn't mean that. Oh, okay, right? Like that's it's. Yep. It's it's it, it's it's completely lacking of critical thinking. Why? Because, guys, why? What what blew up the internet initially? A bunch of nerds. Yep. And P O R N. <gasps> I was about to say. I was like, honestly, even like podcasting, YouTube. Right. Videos. It didn't start preaching the gospel, guys. You know what I mean? So like. That's that's a genetic fallacy, and many of you guys pagan origins. Yeah, the internet has pagan origins, right? Many of you guys have the, the lack the ability to think critically to see your own fallacies with some of these things. But that's a whole other time. I'm not even going off the run. Let, let's keep going because I'm going to show you how Christmas has no pagan ties and all of their claims. It's a big claim, by the false. way. Let's that's a big claim. Don't you realize that the anti-Christmas crowd making these claims never cite any credible resources? They're just regurgitating the information they've received from other YouTubers on YouTube or maybe somebody's Facebook post. First, and once again, I'm going to get into how they misuse scripture to back their anti-Christmas argument. So I'll be making some scripture references and I need you guys to read these scriptures on your own time. The main ammunition seems to be Jeremiah chapter 10. Jeremiah chapter 10 is clearly talking about an idol being crafted and made out of wood. It is not yep. talking about a Christmas tree. Christmas trees did not exist back then and this is not a foretelling prophecy. No scholar would agree that Jeremiah chapter 10 is talking about a Christmas tree. It is clearly about an idol. Okay, so that argument right there, y'all gotta stop using Jeremiah 10. Yeah. You don't want to celebrate Christmas? Respect. Don't celebrate Christmas. You can't use Jeremiah 10. 100%. Why? Why? Because no scholar, literally no scholar uses that verse. It's not about Christmas because Christmas didn't exist when Jeremiah was written. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like. They didn't have ornaments? It's like hundreds of years. Target? Wrapping paper? Nothing. Crazy. <laughs> Christmas didn't exist. Okay. Christmas never ex it didn't exist when Jeremiah 10 was written. It's not a prophecy, and you won't find a single scholar. What do I mean by scholar? Someone that, like, got educated on this. Mm -hmm. Someone that, like, has a degree. Someone that's not, like, you know, uh, got a degree from a mail-in school that they went to a, a certification <laughs> online for. Online only. Six online weeks. only? Yeah. No. Someone that's a scholar. <laughs> someone that has put out peer-reviewed research. Okay? Peer-reviewed work. That's what constitutes a scholar. And then you guys are like, well, if you just read the Bible, God will tell you everything in the spirit. Nope, that's not how it works. You're reading an ancient document translated from ancient Hebrew, which no one speaks now except scholars, right? The New Testament spoken in Aramaic in the Gospels translated to Greek. Yeah, you're not just going to pick it up and be like, well, this sounds like no fam. That's an, Jeremiah 10 is not about that. You won't find a single scholar. If you're, if you're going to randos for information on stuff. You, you you you've lost. It's you're you're done. It's the debate's finished. Already discussed Deuteronomy 12, 29 through 31 in the previous video. This is the most high God instructing Israel that as they dispossess the land of the pagans, as they take over, do not inquire after these pagan gods and do not worship him in the same detestable ways that they worship their gods. They worshiped their gods with detestable practices, such as sacrificing children and many other things. He said, Do not worship me in that way. 
Biblical scholars would agree. Pagans had altars. So did the Israelites. Pagans sung worship songs as unto their God. So did the Israelites. Mm. Pagans mm. sacrificed animals. So mm. did the Israelites. According to the anti-Christmas crowd using this passage, the Israelites would have not been able to sing worship songs, have an altar, or make animal sacrifices because the pagans did the same thing for their God. There's a book called Pagan Christianity that came out about 15 years ago, and it was the same exact argument. Uh. We can't use stages. We can't do a pulpit. We can't sit in the type of seatings we have because all the, the, the genetic fallacy is all of those things came from pagan origins. The pagans did those things. That's crazy. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. And a, and a whole book was written about this. Our modern way of doing church, you know, the stage and the platform. Well, that's from that's that's pagan. You know, the way we sit and the way we went, blah, 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 then, you know, that's pagan. It's not that's not how they did the church in Acts. Yeah, they did church in Acts when it was an underground church. <laughs> okay? That's how the church in China and North Korea is right now. It's mm -hmm. underground. Yes, they don't get a building. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you're underground, my guy. <laughs> but there's a difference here because the pagans made it a common practice to have on the altar to sacrifice humans Ooh. and their own children on the altar and this is what the most high is saying do not worship me in the same way let's move on and by the way when you see entire nations get wiped out and the people are like why would god why would god wipe out entire nations right it's because they were sacrificing babies on the altar fam yikes it's like america right so so you got we, we always want god to restrain evil yeah. And then when he restrains evil with some of these nations that follow these pagan gods that, that were doing human sacrifices and sacrificing babies, all of a sudden it's like, well, why would God, why would God, be, God, God be so mean? They were, they were sacrificing their own babies, fam. Yeah. Yeah, they got to go. People actually use Isaiah 44 verses 14 through 15 to back hay. Every time you get down on your knees and you either get a gift from the tree or put a gift under the tree, you're giving the tree worship. You're bowing before it and you're giving it worship. So every time I do a stretch to stretch out my knee, yeah, I'm man. worshiping my knee. Yeah. That is insane. I cannot respect that reasoning or that logic respectfully. I'm sorry if that's you. That is insane. Worship takes intentionality. If you're bowing before something to give it reverence and worship, then you are guilty of idol worship. Mm -hmm. But if you just get mm -hmm. down on your knees to get a gift or put a gift under, you think God is that insecure? That, ah, you see, you bowed before the tree, so you're worshiping it. So every time I get down to tie my sneaker, I'm worshiping my Jordan. Think about how how this caricature of God and how petty of a God this is. Mm -hmm. That that you bowing down to propose to your wife. Yeah. God is so insecure. I feel like there's a bunch of insecure boys projecting their own insecurities onto who they yeah. think God is. Or also just like uh giving more clout to Satan than than they need. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you going down on a knee to propose to your wife is not you're not going to get entered right. by a demon right. you know what i'm saying that's right. not a, that's not it's not a rap for you that logic and that reasoning is absolutely ridiculous and does not even deserve attention another big one for the anti-christmas crowd is we should not keep the traditions of man the most high finds that detestable they must have a limited perspective because as you travel outside the country you will see Different people, different regions, different countries have different customs and traditions. According to their own logic and reason, everyone around the world needs to look, dress, and act like first century Jews. Because mm. otherwise, they would be keeping customs and traditions of man. And I find this to be extremely hypocritical because as they're typing this from their social media platforms, tradition and custom of man today, wearing their urban hip-hop clothes, some of them dress 
you know, like Air Force Ones, fitted hats or whatever, a custom, a tradition of man. Some of them are even rappers. Hip hop culture, a custom and tradition of man, and they use that to spread mm. this message. Mm. I find that hypocritical. Why you give up Christmas, but you're still wearing tennis shoes? Why ain't you got the Jerusalem 13s on? You better get them Birkenstocks. Why ain't you wearing the Jesus Birkenstocks? You better get you better start surfing the Birkenstock site. Okay, from now on, Jerusalem 13s, or you're you're out of pocket and you're inconsistent because you're following the traditions of man. Many of them use March 7, 13 to back their claim. Like, it says the word tradition in there, so ha slam dunk. Don't keep the traditions of man. But no, what's happening here is Jesus is telling the Pharisees that they have abandoned the commandments of the Most High God as a means for salvation and righteousness and are now clinging to their own man-made traditions as a means for salvation and righteousness. And we all know that the Pharisees were famous for adding mm. on, what, 600-plus laws mm -hmm. on top of God's law? So he's saying you're clinging to your own traditions for righteousness and salvation and you have abandoned the commandments of God. They also attempt to use Colossians 2.8 to back their no tradition argument but what's happening here is Paul knows that Jews are trying to convert New Testament believers back into Judaism. They're telling them they need to get circumcised. They're telling them they need to keep the law and traditions mm -hmm. but Paul mm -hmm. is assuring them that salvation comes by grace through faith alone in Jesus. He mentions that the substance is in Christ. So he's just reminding them, never mind their traditions, stay away from them, yep. cling to Jesus. The substance is in Jesus, and it's in Jesus that we find salvation. Yep, not avoiding this holiday or avoiding this genre of music or avoiding this style of clothing or yeah. avoiding this people group. Your salvation is in Christ, period, case closed. That's it. You don't need to add anything else to that, fam. And, the, and when you do, you're now adding works. But nowhere in scripture does it instruct us to use Instagram, to use any social media mm. platform, to drive mm. cars, to get to work, and many ah. other customs and traditions of ah. men. To be on live stream with Ruslan. Come on, Dayton. As long as Let's it's go. not inherently sinful, then we okay. Now, I know right now, but there's pagan ties and there's pagan roots, and we're going to get into that now. I just showed how they have no biblical backing to rebuttal or say the Bible says you can't celebrate Christmas. And now the only leg they have to stand on are these pagan roots. But sadly, right. people do not do research. They just nope. regurgitate what they've heard. Yep. I have actually done some deep research and I found out some very interesting stuff. Here we go. Let's start with December 25th. I know you've heard it said that the pagans celebrated winter solstice and Saturnalia and a bunch of other stuff on December 25th. And when the emperor Constantine converted to Christianity, he took claim of December 25th to make it a Christian holiday. So it's at its root, it's super pagan. This is a lie. As I did some digging and research, I learned that Roman calendars prior to Constantine made zero mention of there being any holiday on December 25th. The earliest mention of any pagan festival was on the Philokalian calendar written in 354 AD. This is post-Constantine. And many historians believe Christians were already celebrating Christmas in the mid-200s. So why do we celebrate the birth of Jesus on December hmm. 25th? Okay, this is it. And then and you go... So, first of all, many Christians were already celebrating Christmas yeah. before Constantine. And then he's going to tell us why the date. Okay. This is the one. The date was what the date. Watch this. Would you believe me if I told you? Here's why. Because Jews believed that a prophet would die on the same day they're conceived. Using scripture, I'm not saying I agree with their calculations in the outcome, but using scripture, they determined that Jesus must have died on March 25th. So, if he died on the 25th, he was also conceived on March 25th. You fast forward nine months later, and you get December 25th. So, it gets better. Huh. Watch this next part. Wow. That's, that's a what trip, is, though, right? That is a trip. Now, watch this. Half of Christianity on the West 
began to celebrate the birth of Jesus on December 25th. But in the East, they came to a different conclusion with a different calculation. And they celebrated the birth of Jesus on January 6th. The Armenian church still to this Armenian very day church. celebrates Christmas. That's my people. That's your people. That's my people. We were just talking about that. How you had fake Christmas in January mm-hmm. it, it, on Insurrection Day. Mm-hmm. We that just talked about this yesterday. <laughs> here's <laughs> here's the idea. Here's the idea. We don't we don't do Christmas yeah. in Soviet culture, yep. right? And it's because we follow the Eastern calendar. The Eastern calendar does not celebrate Christmas on December 25th. They do it on January 6th. What a trick. Our Easter is different. So Armenians have different Easter. Our, our Christmas is different. And our our uh, Easter is different, and so that's why we did Santa Claus on New Year's Eve. Wow! And then Christmas wasn't celebrated until January. And until this day, my mother still celebrates Christmas on January sixth. That works out for like that works out for like family get-togethers. Citing two sources right here to prove this. Please check it out for yourself. So those are the sources. You guys go look up these sources. On January sixth, no okay. pagan ties. I'm citing two. Their sources: Saint Augustine. Okay, one of the church fathers on the Trinity, uh, which, which, by the way, this is hundreds and hundreds and what well, this is. Augustine was thousands of years ago, right? And then on solstice and equinox. Okay, so there's some actual scholars with sources. Okay, Augustine, an actual, he was around when this, all this stuff was happening uh, uh, around this, like, oh, Constantine changed everything, yada 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 nonsense. Okay, so let's keep sources right here to prove this. Please check it out for yourself. This should be enough to dead this argument, but since people speak so, as a matter of fact, about things they have not truly researched, there is no single Roman source that describes the festival of Saturnalia or its origins. They had to piece together information from different sources that span throughout 500 years. So source number one was not even celebrating it the way the last source was 500 years later. It's inconsistent information. And remember that Philokalian calendar I just told you about that made mention of a pagan festival on December 25th? one time and it lightly mentioned it that's Saturnalia. As far as Sol Invictus, the evidence for this belief for this cult is not great. No temple survived the archaeological record and the few written sources that they do have don't detail its practices and worship to the sun god. There is absolutely no historical evidence that ties Saturnalia with Christmas. Saturnalia was celebrated from the 17th to the 23rd and sometime in that 500 year span somebody extended it a couple days. There is absolutely no historical evidence that ties Sol Invictus to Christmas. That one is just mm-hmm. insane. And I'm not going to get into Nimrod and Tammuz because that's a joke. It's just folklore. It's myths. It's stories with no historical <laughs> evidence. No one yes. can provide you with any reliable sources. For instance, I'll bite, right? Nimrod. Nimrod was supposedly murdered and his blood fertilized the ground and made an evergreen tree. And this is where we get the concept of Christmas trees because they went on to worship those evergreen trees. There was this writer, Alexander Hislop, in the 19th century who wrote that joke. It's like a fictional story. And some of y'all are spreading it as if it were historical facts. (laughs) When you go trace history, the only time Nimrod was spoken about was in the Bible and in some Jewish literature. That's it. Stop spreading these lies. They're fairy tales. And y'all telling them like they true. It's Come a on. joke. As far as you being celebrated on December 25th, I'm going to drop a name. I need you to research it. In Iceland, King Hakon, who was a Christian, came along and established a law that the Yule celebration would be celebrated on the same day that the Christians celebrate their holiday, which is December 25th. So... December 25th, Christmas was already established. So how is it a transformation or copy from Yule? It is not. Yule was not celebrated on December 25th prior to King Hakon. Do the research. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into Mithra. 
It's a joke. Please search this right here. Study this right here. There is zero ties to Mithra and Christmas and Jesus. This is a joke. Let's briefly talk about the origin of Christmas trees. The first time a Christmas tree was mentioned was in 1561. Now, in those days in Europe... 1561 in Europe, fam. This has this is, has nothing to do with anything pagan. There was no TV, no radio. So for fun, they put on plays. It was European tradition to put on an Adam and Eve play around this time. Around December 25th, all the trees are dead except pine trees. So they would decorate the stage with a bunch of pine trees and they decorated the pine trees with apples and it was tradition mm, for them mm. after the play to go on stage and eat all the apples. Historians believe this is the origin of the Christmas tree and Christmas ornaments. After Christmas trees became a part of Christmas tradition celebrating the birth of Christ, the star does not have pagan roots or satanic roots. It symbolizes the North Star that the wise men follow to find Mary, Joseph, and Jesus in the manger. I'm even mm. going to get into Santa Claus. I'm not a fan. Ain't no Santa Claus decorations in my crib. And I ain't going to tell no kid that a fat dude bought him gifts that I had to work hard for to get. We don't do Santa in our house, by the way. My son was that kid. <laughs> My son was that kid. My son was the kid. Like, you know, Santa's not real, right? He's eight. He's been saying this all the time. So stop this. Leave people alone. If you don't want to celebrate, don't celebrate. But the fact is, you ain't got the answers as to why. It's just your conviction. And that's a good enough answer. I appreciate your zeal. I appreciate that you want to please God. That's dope. But yo, transfer that energy into other things and stop trying to burden people down with rules, man-made traditions, and regulations. That's what you're doing. The very thing you are accusing other people of partaking in, you are doing. Taking your man-made traditions just like the pharisees kind of sounds similar on. to the pharisees come on stop this man let people celebrate christmas in peace if they're doing it with the right motive to everybody that celebrates christmas merry christmas and to everybody that doesn't god bless you happy normal day in december do you god bless if you don't want to celebrate christmas don't don't but the gall to go out of your way to question someone's salvation or someone's maturity because you saw some goober on YouTube that convinced you of something with no scholarly sources because whatever conspiracy theory they weave together, most of the things you're dismissing are genetic fallacies. Just because something may be in its origin have questionable beginnings, it doesn't dismiss everything that comes along with it. Okay, it's because genetic fallacy. You got to know that. And and deeper than this, this is now this is deeper. You have a, a issue with soteriology, the study of salvation. Some of y'all really think that God is going to condemn you to hell if you celebrate the wrong holiday. Some of you really think that God is going to condemn you to hell if you do the wrong yoga stretch. Some of y'all really think that God is going to send you to hell because you listen to the wrong secular song. That is not how salvation works. This is why we need a healthy soteriology. God is not going to, God is not that petty. We are not saved by the things we don't do. You don't do Christmas. You don't do yoga. You don't listen to secular music. That's not how you're saved. You are saved according to Ephesians, according to Romans, by grace, through faith alone. Okay? That is how we're saved. By grace, it's a gift. You didn't do nothing to earn it. You, need, you, don't, you don't deserve it. <laughs> it's a gift. By placing your faith in Jesus. Okay? You place your faith in Jesus. 
okay? And, and, and you say, look, Jesus is who he says he is. Repent and believe. That word repent means to change your mind about how you've been doing things. You change your mind and you believe with your heart, with your being, okay? You have to have a good grasp of being saved by grace through faith. If you do if you do Christmas different and you're convicted and you don't want to do Christmas, don't do Christmas. But when you start weaponizing it and you and you don't know what you're talking about and you're ignorant and you're not researching properly because you don't know your sources because you're not listening to scholars, you're listening to people on YouTube, you're listening to right people on TikTok. This is the issue with epistemology, lack of critical thinking, and a lack of a biblical understanding. So if you don't want to celebrate it, don't celebrate it. Just don't bicker about it with other people. Mind your business. Let me give you guys a couple of resources. Okay, the first resource I want to give you guys who's done immense work on this is my buddy, Mike. He has done, I don't know how many videos about Christmas, about all of this stuff. Inspiring Philosophy has the receipts on all of the actual books. Mike Winger also did a good video. Go watch his videos and, 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 and we'll get into, you can get into that. Hey, this clip is from our daily after party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month where you get access to the replays of our daily after party streams as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store, only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us contextualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. The perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.